It's preseason week one right here on Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. It's the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. And on today's show, we're going over the Thursday night opening preseason game. Packers win this one over the Tennessee Titans at Lambeau Field, 31-17. to On Cheeseheads in Chicagoland, we'll take a look at how it happened. We'll do some big picture talk. We'll talk about some individual performances, and then we will name our head Cheesehead of the week. I am Mike Fleischman, and my co-host is Matt Mellumsetter, all the way from Los Angeles, California. You can find us on Twitter at CheeseCagoLand, C-H-E-E-S-E. C-A-G-O-L-A-N-D. I made my way through spelling that. I am on Twitter at MP Fleischman. <laughs> He's on Twitter at Mellumsetter. And uh, now it's time to say hello all the way from Los Angeles, California, talking to me as I'm in my estate on the south side of Chicago. It's Matt Mellumsetter. Hey, Matt. Hey, Mike. How are you doing? I am so good. It is good to hear from you. You've been uh, you've been a busy boy all the way over in Los Angeles. You're uh, you're making movies. How's your summer been? It's my summer's been great. I've been basically working on movies uh, the whole summer. I've made eleven movies. Uh, I directed one, and I've worked as a cinematographer and gaffer and stuff on uh, about ten others. Um, so basically, every day of my summer has been spent on a movie set, working and working and working. And uh, actually, about an hour ago, uh, we wrapped our final movie. And uh, for the next two weeks here, it's just editing. So kind of chilling out now. Man, that's that's an incredible summer. That's just what you want to do. Get your head all the way into it. Is there anything you want to plug or advertise for what you've been working on? Some some sort of web address or uh, or um, or something people can look you up at. Uh, I mean, you can look me up at Twitter. Mike already plugged the Twitter, uh, at Melm Setter. Um, we're going to have an Indiegogo going up pretty soon for uh, the film that I made out here called The Item to try and recoup a few of the costs from that. Um, I know I plugged a film before I left called The Emu War, uh, and I think that Indiegogo has closed now, but that should be getting sent out to uh, our, sub- not subscribers, but our contributors soon. That's almost finished. Um, it's been a busy summer. It has. I've been keeping it with a uh, with a series of guests while you've been gone. Yeah. We had uh, we had Ryan Witchery come on and acquit himself very well. We had Ali Pruitt and then Gabriel Wilkins in in quick succession. Also, uh, also mm-hmm. having fun with us. So, uh, but yeah, we're back. Some great shows. Yeah, we had we we had we took some time for some some more substantive discussion about non game stuff, which was really good. Yeah. But I am so happy to actually have gotten a first look at football. I felt like yeah. I felt like for the first time in a while I was tuning into the first preseason game not knowing what the team was going to look like, not yeah. knowing what they were going to do. And all around my impressions was of pleasant surprise as as we got a look first look at some of the newcomers in this 31-17 mm-hmm. win over the Titans. Yeah, I was I was very pleased with pretty much everything that I saw. I saw rookie receivers step up a little bit. Marquez Valdez-Scantling played very well. Um, I really loved the play of our defense. Uh, and a win is a win, whether it's in the preseason or not. Uh, it's just nice to see a win on for the Packers. We, Especially after uh, the second half of last season. Yeah, the, the second half of last season. You're And when you see... When you see Brett Hundley announced as the starter for this game, you you immediately think, all right, the second half of last season is is going to become the preseason of this season, especially yep. 
we didn't see any of the any of the the real veteran core of the team outside of a few guys. Devontae Adams yeah. was out there for a little bit, and uh, Williams was out there a little bit, took a few handoffs. But other than that, no Aaron Rodgers, no Mike Daniels, no David Bakhtiari, no Brian Balaga, no Randall Cobb, no West, no uh, no Matthews, not Wesley Matthews, <laughs> no Jimmy Graham, no Jimmy Graham. Uh, yeah, there's 18 Packers out. Uh, for the preseason game one, so it was a lot. We got a good look at a lot of rookies, at a lot of young guys, a lot of bubble guys, uh, which is always my favorite part of the preseason. We know those eighteen guys are going to make it. We know those eighteen guys are going to play decently well, at least. I'm way more interested in seeing how our young rookies and our draft picks play, uh, and I, we got a great look at a lot of them. It was it was a lot of fun, and right away, right away, Brett Hundley is under center and. I was I was pleasantly surprised a little bit by Brett yeah. Hundley is yeah. is my is my general thoughts on it. I want to take a look and just kind of start going down through the game as, mm-hmm. as we're going to going to do here. We uh, the first look we got was of the Tennessee Titans as they went 71 yards in nine plays in just under five minutes for a touchdown score. This was really the only first team offense that we saw at all from the from the Titans. Derrick Henry was out there. Marcus Mariota was out there. They marched straight down the field on the defense and and score, which is. Not at all surprising. Mariota and Henry are are very good. The offensive line in Tennessee is is very good. Their first team, they, yeah, their first team is going to be all right. And then yeah. Hundley and the Packers answer with a seventy five yard drive of their own in three minutes and seventeen seconds. And this one, this one featured a deep look from Hundley to Devontae Adams yeah. for 48 yards, and then a Hundley touchdown pass to Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams had to do a little bit of work at the end of that to get it done. But all in all, some uh, some good things outside of a penalty on Byron Bell, who had a, had a very rough game all around. Yeah. A, uh, a drive to uh, to answer it up, then, uh, then a couple of successive punts, and then Blaine Gabbert uh, with about... <laughs> takes a uh, six-minute drive. It's uh, it's fun to see where Blaine Gabbert ends up every year. Yeah, he. It seems like he changes. He, it seems like he's always on a new team every year, but you never hear about how he got there. It's nope. just like, oh, Blaine Gabbert's in a Titans uniform this year. Okay, sure. And to me, to me, it it underscores a lot. I think what I saw from the Titans end of this. We'll talk more about it later. But boy, they're uh, mm-hmm. they're shallow. Behind yeah. their uh, behind their original guys, but Blaine Gabbert leads a field goal drive, brings a score to ten to seven, and uh, that actually that drive actually extends into the second quarter, and then uh, Brett Hundley's day comes to an end on a nine play fifty six yard drive that ends in a Hundley interception that I'm not going to give him a minus for because he was hit from uh, from weak side pressure. And I'm not going to give him a minus just because this is what this is who Brett Hundley is. He is going to let weak yeah. side pressure bother him. And yep, he's going to let any kind of pressure bother mm-hmm. him. And it was really the first heavy rush that he had seen all game that he couldn't, that he didn't see coming. And yeah, it was 
I was saying to uh, to my lovely wife as we were watching this game, after that first drive where he looked so impressive, all right, mm-hmm. now we're going to watch him settle into rhythm and start <laughs> and start playing his own game. And when he did yep. that, sure enough, he doesn't sense weak side pressure, takes a, uh, takes a blindside hit, and uh, throws up Bang. a duck. Yep. And that's, that's the Brett Hundley we know. We've seen Brett Hundley play well in the preseason kind of year after year. Uh, and so kind of what I want to say is don't ever take that as real Brett Hundley. Know that deep down within Brett Hundley, despite that great throw to Devontae Adams on the first drive, good Brett Hundley doesn't exist. There is no such thing as great Brett Hundley. Um, I was very excited to see Deshaun Kaiser come in after Hundley left the game. What did you... How how were you feeling about that? I was I was in such a good mood watching Deshaun yeah. Kaiser. Of course, oh he's fun to watch. I got to watch him play last year when the Packers played the Browns. It's the only time I've yeah. seen him. I came away completely unimpressed because the mm-hmm. Browns are just awful. Yeah, and even though that was a game that took overtime to win for the Packers, I mm-hmm. I was watching that game with my eyes on the Packers, of course, going like, they should be beating this team by 40, but stayed into it all the way. But Kaiser on the Packers is... Uh, he, I can see exactly why everyone is so, uh, so high on him because we're getting to the... Uh, of course, there were a couple of drives. Uh, there was a five-play, 18-yard drive by the Titans... That results in a punt, and then, uh, then sure enough, Deshaun Kaiser takes over, and I just—he moves so well, even even if I, it's I, just a little scramble, and yep, it's it's a quick step up, and it's the decision making that's the difference between him and Hundley. You know, the uh, the rocket laser arm is one thing, yeah, but Hundley is a guy who, can, when he does run, can accelerate, can make plays in the open field, but. Kaiser decides to do it a second faster than Brett Hundley. Yes. And so when I watch Brett Hundley play, he's always thinking and he's always thinking and he's never quite sure on his decisions and he hesitates and then he makes his decision. And sometimes it's right. Most of the times it's wrong. Uh, I think I watched every single Browns game last year. That's a hard thing for me to admit. I watched every single Browns game last year just to watch his own Kaiser. Kaiser makes his decisions quickly, and whether they're right or wrong, he makes his decision and he sticks to it. And so he doesn't hesitate as much. He doesn't struggle to make these decisions. And what we saw uh, on Thursday night was Kaiser being able to move around in the pocket, find his spot where he wants to deliver the ball, and then let loose with that rocket arm. Uh, He just doesn't have the indecision that Brett Hundley has, and I think that's something really good in a backup. Of course, the uh, this drive that Kaiser led to end the end the first half. This ended with a turnover on downs at the Tennessee four yard line, which was four consecutive incomplete passes from Kaiser. Mm-hmm. The I was watch I got to watch the Kevin Harlan call of this game. I don't know which one one you got out in out with the NFL pass, but Har- yeah. Harlan no. noticed it right away. Uh, Kaiser has trouble in the red zone, particularly in short yardage situations at the goal line. Um, I'm not so worried about that. One, because I'm not expecting to see him on the field very much this year. And two, because this was this was clearly him being given some uh, some some assignments by the play calling. This is we're mm-hmm. not going to see 
in a real game situation. I'm assuming we're not going to see four shotgun incomplete passes by Deshaun Kaiser with yes. first and four. Yeah. And I mean, going back to all of the times that I watched the Browns last year, the Browns struggled to score in general. The Browns were not good in the red zone and Deshaun Kaiser was a big reason for that. Um, he's, he struggles with his accuracy a lot, and he does struggle in short yardage situations. So th- this red zone thing is not unusual to see from him. Uh, I'm glad we didn't see him turn it over uh, interception-wise, but uh, you know, turning it over on downs isn't what you want to see. But like you said, it is probably just assignment stuff um, and play calling for the preseason. I don't know. I'm very happy to have Deshaun Kaiser as our backup going forward. I don't think Brett Hundley should make this team. I think it should be Deshaun Kaiser, and I think we should only carry two quarterbacks. What are your thoughts on that one? We are we are getting to we are getting to where 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 in the game I decided that as well, and that's yeah. that is after halftime when the yeah. when the uh, the Packers came out and went on a fourteen play ninety yard drive. The big play of it was a second and twenty at the Green Bay thirty eight. Deshaun Kaiser steps through and throws a 51-yard rope to yeah. uh, to Looks Marquez like- Valdez-Scantling. And this was where you just see him moving in the open field, and he puts an absolute dart on the hands of a rookie wide receiver and yeah. made it look easy. And looking at him like he, he looked- doesn't have the quickest release – but he has he such a fluid throwing motion. Yeah, he's yeah. in the air when he throws it, and you see that, and you go, "All right, this guy, this guy he's got is." A whip. Yeah, he's just he is he is pure electricity. He is he is able to do things on a level that Brett Hundley can't. And yeah, yeah I don't see any just, reason one game in why why you don't go with Kaiser as your backup. He's and beyond just talent right now. Uh, Deshaun Kaiser is. A few years younger than Brett Hundley. He has uh, a few more years under team control on that contract. So that's a team-friendly rookie contract that he's on. I just don't think there's any reason Brett Hundley stays on this team. Um, Kaiser's like 22 years old. I, he's He's got this much raw talent in a young body. I think Deshaun Kaiser has to be the backup going forward. Even though I know this is preseason, particularly preseason game one, Kaiser makes that throw against a bunch of guys on a very shallow team. Yeah. Even even with that, that was something that that just lights it up. It reminded me very much of watching Dak Prescott play for the Cowboys mm-hmm. in preseason when he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. In that, yeah. it's just it's just so clear that that he has got talent on a level and you know there's there's an argument as to whether Prescott is putting that together and there's yeah there's a good chance that uh that Deshaun Kaiser never takes that talent to the ability to win NFL games but the chance of it is just too is too strong of an argument especially when the ideal situation is that he throws absolutely zero passes in the NFL regular season or playoffs this year yeah, no. The ideal situation is that Sean Kaiser does not throw a pass in the NFL until his contract is up. That's our ideal situation. I mean, he's got three years left on that contract, four years left on that contract. Rodgers should still be with us through then. Hopefully, he does not throw a pass for the Green Bay Packers, and that's our ideal situation. But if that time comes, I feel a lot more comfortable with Deshaun Kaiser behind center than Brett Hundley. Just with the raw potential that he has, and I think... 
I'm willing to put it into our coaching staff this year, our new coaching staff, to really develop that. I think Joe Philbin, with a vertical passing game like Joe Philbin runs, I think Deshaun Kaiser can really flourish. Yeah, it's so well suited to his game, and we're gonna yeah. get we're going to get to philosophies after the break in in some bigger picture stuff. The rest of this game is pretty much the uh, the fourth, fifth, and tenth string guys on each team yeah. fighting yeah. it out. We saw a lot of Joel Buonio handling the ball for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, this what did is, he get? Eleven carries for twenty five yards? Yeah, something like that. Uh, we saw right. we see some uh, some punts, some fumbles. You know, after that Kaiser drive, which in in you know ended with a touchdown run by. Uh, which ended Buonio. with a touchdown run by Buonio. Yeah, um, yeah, that that gives the Packers the lead. From there going forward, it was uh, it was Tim Boyle's game, and t- yeah. Tim Boyle, another guy with uh, with a laser rocket dynamite arm, just a crazy man arm. That he's got a hose, dude. Yeah, that, a, a, another guy, and this this to me again comes back to that philosophy of the Packers. With a new general manager and a new offensive offensive coordinator combined personnel signings with an offensive philosophy, which makes a ton of sense. And that Boyle, yeah. he, again, this is a guy I hope never throws a pass as a Packer. No, seriously. I hope he never makes our roster. I hope he's a practice squad guy. But, but he just man, flings oh it. Oh, man. Yeah. He's got a monster arm. And uh, he eventually led a uh, led an 85-yard touchdown drive, made the score 24 to 10 at that point. Packers got a field goal in there. All in all, just and a it, a a boring fourth quarter, just punctuated by a a couple of a uh, couple of a good a good touchdown drive, and then just sort of the uh, the guys who don't matter coming out and uh, and making a case. Although I was going to yeah. ask you. Uh, Looking at uh, looking at the Tim Boyle game onwards, what uh, what you saw that you liked that you want to uh, want to talk about? Um, I really loved uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling's touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he did a great job of of basically going over the defensive backs back and pulling it up. It one of our, my issues with Valdez Scantling coming into the season was he struggled with drops and he struggled to put himself in the right position. He has all the raw tools, but he struggled to really like put it all together. And what we saw from him in the first preseason game was high pointing a Deshaun Kaiser rocket throw over a defensive back, pulling it down, and then using his speed on a corner route to catch this touchdown pass from Tim Boyle over the top of a defensive back. He's like six foot three with four four speed and question marks about his hands, but his hands looked great in the first preseason game. And his routes looked crisp. He was burning defenders at every turn. I really like Valdez Scantling. And uh, Tim Boyle also threw a touchdown pass for 52 yards to a man that I would love to discuss with you, Jake Kumaro. What do you think about Jake Kumaro, Mike? I've been what I saw in the game is is a guy who was who was trying to get open against some uh, some bad competition. This guy is a guy that is doing the uh, the getting on Aaron Rodgers good side thing. In yeah, and that's a that's always a powerful argument. I this is this is something that Rodgers does that I'm not a fan of. Is mm-hmm. he's always talking about guys he likes and doesn't like. 
to the media, and he's always doing it in sort of a coy way. Yeah. And part of me, part of me wants to think like, all right, this is most likely Kumaro is a guy who is maybe on the Packers practice squad this year, yeah. but he is being used by Rodgers as a tool to motivate the other wide receivers. And mm-hmm. it's, it's, I think, uh, I think outside of the fact that, yeah, this guy clearly can run a little bit. He's, he's making good decisions. He's, uh, he, he's in camp running, you know, learning the routes and learning the offense and getting preseason snaps. I'm, I like what he seems to be able to do, but on a team that just drafted three rookie wide receivers who are all bigger and faster than him, I, yeah. I wonder if he's anything other than an Aaron Rodgers sort of oddly passive-aggressive motivational tool. Yeah, I, you know, I I hadn't thought about it like that. It does sound like that could be it, and that sounds a little scary manipulative from Rodgers, but... Uh, I mean, it seemed to be working. Uh, outside of Jamon Moore, both Valdez Scantling and Equinemius St. Brown had great preseason games. Um, but I really, from what I've seen of Kumaro, I really like him. He runs good routes. He's crisp. He's in. He's out. He catches everything. Um, he, I know when I brought it up to you over text the other day, you said we kept Janice on the team for a few years, yep. so why not keep Kumaro on the team? I think... You know, when I look at the two of them, I think Janice kind of comes off as similar to Evaldez Scantling or a uh, Equinemius St. Brown, as in he's got all the size and the raw potential, but he never really put it together mentally or uh, he never really learned to run routes. He never was good at running the routes and catching the football. He was good at the running and the, the, the running fast. And... I really Kumaro catches the ball. He runs crisp routes. He's in. He's he's doing the good things that Rodgers loves so much. Uh, and if he develops a good chemistry with Rodgers, you know, I don't know. I don't. I I debate about this. I think every day, every day, I've debated about this. Is if Kumaro should stay over uh, one of the rookies or. Uh, Geronimo Allison if Rodgers is voting high enough for him. Uh, I mean, I, this might bring us to the end of the game recap, but when do you want to talk about uh, who is, who's in, who's out at the wide receivers? I think, I think we'll save that until after the break, although we are having a, okay. we're having a good chat about, about Kumaro. I'm, I am, to, to me, Kumaro is, is a guy who, who of course looks very good in in practice looks very good in preseason game 1. Yeah. I I really I really wonder if if real level NFL competition is uh is up to him. Of course, you know, we've seen guys like Welker and Julian Edelman mm-hmm. have that role of like they're not they're not as big as they need to be, they're not as fast as they need to be, but they can catch, they can run routes, they have success. And Yeah. To me is that is that not Randall Cobb's job to be that yeah, crossing that, receiver? That is Randall Cobb's job, uh, but Randall Cobb's doing that job for like twelve million dollars. Kumro would be doing that job for not very much money. Yeah, and I'm I'm a guy who I'm I'm not I'm not completely sold on Randall Cobb as as a as a player at at this point. He's been he's been hurt. He's been inconsistent. 
We saw him at times last year just not able to get any separation against yeah. anybody. Yeah. And he's he's owed a lot of money and as, as as it's ironic, we spent the entire summer talking about the need for guaranteed contracts and stronger stronger uh, player labor representation on this yeah, podcast. No. And then we get to preseason week 1 and I'm like, "Oh, well we could just let like- Cobb go. There's not a lot of penalty for it." Let let Cobb go. Save us ten million dollars. No, but I mean seriously, under this under the, our current situation, in our current situation, the NFL Players Association uh, has not been able to lobby successfully for fully guaranteed contracts. We do not have fully guaranteed contracts <laughs> yet. So hey, I'm not saying we don't take advantage of it. Football uh, makes monsters of us all. Yeah, football ruins us all, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> All right, but that's no. that's our game recap. Of course, it it ends at ends at thirty one seventeen. We saw a little bit of uh, two of my two of my guys out there at the end of the game. Lindsey Pipkins, bl- blitzing defensive back, who uh, who I want to make the t- who I want to make the team this year. Saw a little bit of Marwin Evans, another uh, another heavy hitting cover Marwin guy. Evans. Yep, I really. I really also want to see him on an active NFL roster. I think he could be a good player. But uh, yeah. as of now, got to see a couple of my favorite fringe guys. And game ends 31-17. Packers' first win of the preseason. Tennessee Titans, of course, taking this this loss. They're going to be fine if they uh, if they don't get hit by the injury bug. We're going to take a break, and we're going to get a little bit more cerebral when we come back. This is Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. I'm in Chicagoland, all the way from Los Angeles. It's Matt Mellomsetter. Stay right with us. We will be back. Heads in Chicagoland, half number two, the best podcast about the Green Bay Packers. I'm Mike Fleischman in the estate on the south side of Chicago. He's Matt Mellumsetter, all the way out in beautiful Los Angeles, California. On Twitter, we're at Cheese Cagoland. I'm on Twitter at MP Fleischman. He's on Twitter at Mellumsetter. Uh, we're, we have a Facebook group called Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Like that if you want to. Stay with us all season long. We're doing all four preseason games. We're doing all 16 regular season games. We're going all the way through to the playoffs with our fingers firmly crossed right here on Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Uh, we, we appreciate y'all being with us on this here podcast. You can find us anywhere that you find podcasts, and that's because Anchor FM is a great podcast service that is really easy to deal with. We are, uh, we're even on Google Play, which I, wow. I said like four weeks ago, if you know how to get us on Google Play, could you at me on Twitter? And then I just got an email from Anchor that was like, you're now available on Google Play, so... Uh, what do you Anchor know about that? Yeah, yeah, Thanks, they, Anchor. Yeah, they had me, uh, had me, had me dealt with. So, oh, f- football season. We were just talking on the break that like you just football starts and immediately it's like, ah, this is what I needed. I didn't even yeah, know I needed no. it. 
I didn't know that this hole was missing from my life. But thank God we get to see Aaron Rodgers suited up on the sideline again. Yeah, looking looking good in the hat. Aaron Rodgers, a man of uh, a man of of looks, a man who is not mm-hmm. satisfied to just look one way. We've seen mustache Rodgers, we've seen stubble Rodgers, we've seen clean shaven Rodgers. I yeah, no, I, November Rodgers when he grows mm. it all out. That's my favorite. When he grows the big mustache, that's always my favorite. Rodgers. Have, have we ever seen Soul Patch Rodgers? Uh, when he got drafted. Oh, that's right. We haven't Ugh. seen it. We haven't seen it since he got drafted. Thank God. <laughs> it's always good as a young, young professional athlete <laughs> to have the right people giving you the right advice. Yeah. Which, Like your friends that are saying, you should grow that soul patch, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should wear that soul patch to draft day, Aaron. It's like... I, like any... I hope he cut them off. <laughs> I hope he cut them off. <laughs> Every time in the last, like, five years that I've seen a grown man wearing a chin-strap beard, <laughs> I'm not so much mad at the guy, but I am, however, no. mad at his friends. Oh, I'm so angry at his friends. They are doing him such a disservice. <laughs> <laughs> because someone, someone around that man knows and has to tell they him. They know that it looks terrible. Yeah. But they're just all too scared to tell him. Somebody's got to grow up. Just tell him it looks bad. Just tell him just tell him the chin strap soul patch combination. Not a great look, guy. <laughs> the, the uh like you got to find whatever guy told Joakim Noah to wear that suit to draft day. Mhm. Just find that guy and like hire him out to uh to everyone <laughs> like you, you know because he captured who Joakim Noah still is to this day. In one suit. In one In suit. one look. Yep. Nailed it. Nailed it. Got it. Bang. That's it. He's done for life. Yeah. Joakim Noah never has to dress again. He can wear whatever he wants. We've got the Noah look at that draft day. <laughs> oh, the bow tie. That was like a bad era for suits as just in general. But yeah. somehow oh, somehow Noah, NBA, Noah embraced it. And the NBA at that, in that era... Oh boy, they did. Ha- they had the worst suits. It wasn't just a bad era. It it kind of always seems like the NBA. I just think suits aren't meant to fit people that are six foot eight. You know, they're just not built that way. Yeah, that I'm. I'm not gonna go into fashion chat here. We can we can fashion chat yeah. some other time. <laughs> I, I I I look. I look like a walking J.C. Penny catalog from from like 1993. In in yeah. my daily life, so critiquing fashion isn't isn't something I should ever do. Takeaways from sure. this game, however, preseason we totally week talk number about one. Yeah, <laughs> I can talk about football because I am wearing cargo khaki jorts right now, yep. and that's my that's foot, football. That's tire. my football talking uniform. Uh, takeaways. We hit on this one already. Uh, I thought we'd just spend a little bit of time talking about the Tennessee Titans, an AFC team who I, I occasionally remember that they exist. They're not deep, and they're not going to be particularly good on defense, but uh, Derrick Henry is a monster. Marcus Mariota is a very good quarterback, and mm-hmm. if they stay healthy, they are probably good in a division that's trending upwards. Yeah. They, if those two guys stay healthy, if they get uh, Corey Davis, they're top, they're number five overall pick from last year. Am I right? They're, yeah, probably whatever, right. First, their first round draft pick from last season. If Corey Davis suits up, plays, he did not play uh, last night. 
they're maybe pretty good. They're maybe I. They're not Super Bowl contenders. They're not deep playoff run material. But these Titans are probably pretty good. They'll probably win eight or nine games. I like seeing Marcus Mariota succeed because I thought he was going to. And anytime I get proven right, I'm of course really I'm pretty good with yeah. that. But uh, yeah, this is this is a a conference that has the Texans with with Watson coming back from an injury, mm-hmm. the Indianapolis Colts who are probably going to be awful, but the rumor is yeah. that Andrew Luck is still alive and it's not a weekend at Bernie's type situation with him. Uh, the Jackson the Jacksonville Jaguars who just before we pressed record. Uh, their their number one overall pick from last year, Jalen Ramsey, got suspended by the team for threatening journalists on Twitter. Whoa! Yeah. What? Um, Whoa! Yeah, a a a Jackson. All right, Donald. Yeah, Trump? a Jacksonville That's beat crazy. a Jacksonville beat writer reported on a scuffle that happened in in a practice, and Jalen Ramsey, in reaction to that. Told uh, told the journalist that he was uh, ready to go to war with y'all. And I'm, I got the tweet pulled up. <laughs> wow. You know you done messed up, right? LOL. If y'all want war, we got some for y'all. And I know the rest of y'all. You know who you are. Gonna read this too. So just know. Hashtag lame ass reporters. Uh, watch out guys yeah so uh, uh J- jalen ramsey has has lost the privilege of playing in preseason game number two for the jacksonville yeah. jaguars i'm sure he's really upset about yeah. that. yeah oh no not preseason game number two no no and of course that quarterback is blake regression to the mean bortles and then the <laughs> titans rounding out that uh that division that's not the worst division that uh that you can look at right now that no. that would probably be the AFC West but uh, mm-hmm. or quite possibly the AFC East with the exception of the Patriots who are, are probably going to somehow win 24 games this regular season um, <laughs> yeah they'll find a way yeah they'll they'll beat the New York Jets four times somehow <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bill Belichick, the a coach so legendary, he made the Jets, Dolphins, and Bills terrible, just <laughs> just by scowling at them two times a year just. for the last decade. <laughs> he ruined those franchises yeah. for ten years. So, all right, that's that's Tennessee Titans. Good luck, Titans. We'll, we'll see you. Yeah. I'll, we'll see you again on Cheeseheads in Chicago. Yeah. I hope we never talk about you again. <laughs> Goodbye, Titans. Uh, uh, bullet point number two was Blaine Gabbert. We're going to see the thing I last said about how I never want to talk about the Titans again. Bullet point yeah. number three, we come to Brett Hunley. Here's what I wrote down. He looked sharp, but he's always shown decisiveness and accuracy in the preseason. And even in this game, there were moments where I was watching him think and the split seconds that are there for that kind of decision-making in the preseason are gone during the regular season. Yep. It's why he always looks so good in the preseason, is that he's not exactly playing first-teamers. He's playing a split of first-teamers and second-teamers. He's playing primarily second-teamers. He has that extra half-second to make his decision and throw, where in the regular season, that does not exist, and Brett Hundley becomes a bad quarterback again. There, there are just there. Yeah, there's too many moments where I'm just I'm watching him make decisions, and I'm watching him mm-hmm. make reads, and 
so frequently when he's doing that, it's 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 either he's standing flat-footed, which is awful, or he's yeah. he's sort of moving his feet in a way that like you can tell he thinks that he's trying to be mobile and active, but really yeah. he's just moving his feet. Yeah, he's yes, you're exactly right. What I saw a lot of from the Sean Kaiser in preseason game number one was moving and shifting around in the pocket, finding the open areas in the pocket and moving to where the rush wasn't and delivering his throw. Brett Hundley never seems like he's got a sense for that. He never feels like he has a sense of where the pocket is around him. He always feels like it always feels like he takes a snap and then just kind of picks a spot. And sometimes he'll shuffle his feet a little bit. He'll move up a step. He'll move back a step. He'll scatter outside of the pocket. But he never feels like he's reacting to the defense. It always feels so predetermined and that he's thinking just kind of a couple seconds behind everything else. We saw that tendency for him to be a little bit too fine. We saw it all last year yeah. as he took over. Yep. He is – people uh, – You, we can have like a debate if we ever want to about whether or not the term – game manager quarterback is is a good thing or not to me Huntley is the the quintessential game manager quarterback and that he's trying to be a little bit too fine at all times the throws aren't very snappy they're the 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 aggressive drive to make things happen and to play the game on the terms of the offense just doesn't seem to be there when he plays and to me that 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 brings me into the next point is that that is yeah. not the Packers offense and defense anymore. Like these, you know, Joe Philbin is not looking to manage the game. Joe Philbin no. is looking to attack and use, use power running to set up deep passing. And mm -hmm. Kaiser, Boyle, and Rodgers are your guys who can do that. Of course, Rodgers can do just about whatever he wants on the yeah. football field when he's good. But... Brett Hundley does is not a Joe Philbin quarterback. No. Joe Philbin wants to blow the game open. Joe Philbin wants a deep pass to a four four running six foot four wide receiver and to just blow the game open on every play with deep vertical routes and setting it up with those hard running running backs that we've got in Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Which by the way, I love Jamal Williams' move on that first drive. That touchdown catch. He's I'm really excited to see Jamal Williams play next year. Um but you touted him as as a pass catcher as as I was recapping last season going like I really didn't see that aspect of his game quite enough. Yeah. And he he showed it right there just Yeah. And and not through any sort of like oh my god he just embarrassed a a you know first team NFL defense, but he knew where the sideline was. He made a good cut and then accelerated yeah. quickly and knew where the end zone was. That kind of stuff is like yeah, that was that was him beating the field more so than it was beating the Titans. Yeah, he caught the ball, knew that he had two steps to set himself before running into the boundary line, and then was able to set himself and explode into a move and dive across the goal line. It was a great uh, explosive move from a running back and a nice, a nice catch too. I mean, like going away, looking over your shoulder, kind of like that. It's a nice. That's a tough, difficult to catch catch to make and he made it look easy uh no we've got three good pass catching running backs in this backfield montgomery started out as a running as a wide receiver uh aaron jones is a good catcher and jamal williams has showed it before and he showed it again uh, on thursday night 
that the Petten game plan also very nice to see on the defensive side of the ball. Of course, this is the preseason. You're not going to see a lot of stuff, especially when you've got your uh, your hopefuls and your practice squad out there in mm-hmm. the second half. But the defense, man to man, safeties over top, occasional delayed blitz. This is this is what we were hoping for. This is a defense yeah. suited for for young athletic secondaries, which is put a man in put a man in front of them and tell them to not get beat. Yeah, no, it lo- it looked great, and I can't wait to see uh, Jair Alexander in that setup. It Josh Jackson looked really good playing just man to man. It was, it's fun to watch when, it's just go win, go beat the other guy. It helps our defense a lot. Ja- Jackson did have that instinctive ability to be able to like turn and stay with wide receivers, and even though it's the first preseason game, I I, I like that he was. He was not trying to be too fine. He was willing to uh, to be up on wide receivers, willing to be uh, willing to be initiating contact as the ball was coming in. Like that that kind of risk taking is you can already see. Like this guy might be a guy who drives me insane every once in a while. Yeah, he might have a boneheaded pass interference call, but he made a number of good plays on Thursday night, and I w- I'm excited to see him going forward and getting more experience, which is something I have been scared to say about the Packers secondary for a while. Oh, indeed. I've never been excited to watch teams play us and throw the ball, but with Josh Jackson back there, with uh, Jair Alexander coming back, he did not suit Thursday night. If he can play uh, for game two, that will be exciting. Oh, We've Ke- got a, a defensive backfield that I'm excited to watch, and I hope you are too. Kevin Kevin King as well did not did not play yes. in this first preseason game. That's right. He, he missed enough time last year to to almost be a little bit forgotten, of course, mm-hmm. and with all the drama with Demarius Randall and Quentin Rollins. Randall, of course, is uh, is no longer with us, and uh, Quentin Rollins is terrible. Yeah, Quentin Rollins will hopefully not be with us for long. Uh, Quentin Rollins, we've tried everything with Quentin Rollins. He started out as a cornerback uh, when we drafted him. He was bad at that, uh, so we tried him at the slot corner. He didn't work there, so we Tried a little bit of safety play with Quentin Rollins. That did not work either. Uh, this training camp, we've seen him bounce around from kind of an inside, outside linebacker, kind of like a coverage linebacker, how he used Josh Jones a little bit last year, how he used Morgan Burnett a little bit. Uh, he was terrible at that. He does not have the quickness for that. Uh, so we saw him try to return punts. Um, that went great. That went, yeah, that went that went real good. That went really great. Uh Ooh. Yeah, he's he's just not good. He's just that was just a terrible pick. That was a terrible second round draft pick. Um, he's a bust. That was, and and of course him and Demarius Randall are are guys who I think, I think are the reason why we have Brian Gutkunst currently. Yeah, no. In that that was the, that was that was a final straw. That was yeah no you're a hundred percent right. That was a waste of a draft class. That was a waste of a first and second round draft pick. It, neither of them panned out for years. It just didn't. It just didn't work. It was gambles on two basketball players that hadn't played football for their whole lives, and it just didn't work. 
Last game note I have for the defense is that we did not see a lot of pressure being put on on any of the uh, mm-hmm. any of the Titans quarterbacks, be it Mariota or Blaine Gabbert or uh, or Fails. Who, uh, so again, it's preseason time. It's time to remember some quarterbacks. Yeah, Luke Falk. Oh yeah, not yeah. Luke Fails Falk. Fails is another guy. I just I imagine. Oh, did David did David Fails play? I don't for the think, Titans last night. I I think it was. I, I don't know where he is. Is David Fales still in the NFL? I don't know. I just I, I put him on the Titans for the purposes of this podcast. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I do that sometimes. He's on the Dolphins now. Oh, good. I think, uh, yeah. Good. Fantastic. I think you're thinking of Luke Falk. I am. Luke Falk did not play well either. Nope. Uh, so it doesn't, they're basically the same. <laughs> it, they're third stringers. They're not good. I had a uh, I after the preseason game that night, I had a dream that I was watching that preseason game and that Ahmad Carroll was out there blowing coverages for the wow. Packers. Yeah, I had an Ahmad Carroll what a, dream. What a nightmare. Ooh. Yeah, that guy was Whoa, really boy. Uh, I mean, oh god. Hey, Mike, I'm really sorry. Quentin, Quentin Rollins can only be so bad. He cannot be Ahmad <laughs> Carroll bad. There's no way. Oh. When did we? When was Ahmad Carroll drafted? Was that 06? I think it was. I've Ahmad tried to force it out of my head. Carroll. No, as you should. I googled it and got no responses. So <laughs> the, the truly the world forgotten has erased man. Him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, damn. 2004. Okay. Ahmad Carroll, I hope you're doing well, where, wherever you are. It's not personal here at Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. The NFL wasn't for you. It's uh, it's a thing. No, he sh- he should have stayed as a sprinter. He was a he was a world class sprinter on that uh, Arkansas track team. So yeah, maybe th- we could have seen him out Car- Maybe we could have seen him out Carroll in the uh, Olympics. Yeah, the thing he about sp- the-, the thing about sprinting is that you never have to like change direction. Yeah, and the thing he about was- Ahmad Carroll in the NFL is that he never once changed direction. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just he had. He had four three four speed, Ooh. and he just wanted to show everybody on every play. He just wanted to say, "See, look how fast I can yeah. run." He run a four three four. Coach, I can cover. I the- can cover the deep go route. <laughs> That's it. Put me in on. Put me in on uh, hail mary routes, Coach. I got it. Yeah. Uh, fi- my final final note. Uh, yeah. I, uh, front. Did I say the front four didn't create pressure? Uh, because they did. Yeah, you did. Okay. Because they didn't, and we didn't have any of our good front four in. Now Daniel so. Daniel's out. Matthew's out. Um, Muhammad Wilkerson not playing. Reggie Gilbert looks okay. Reggie Gil, I actually, I take it back. We, I Kenny Clark played, and Reggie Gilbert looked pretty darn good. Yep. He was in on a lot of stuff. Uh, he, I'm looking at the stat sheet. It doesn't all show up, but it, he got a lot of pressure. It looked like he was always in the backfield making something happen. And that's always nice. We got to see a little bit of Oren Burks, uh, yeah, covering Burks covering sideline to sideline. That was that was good stuff. Uh, Oren yeah. Burks is going to see a lot of snaps because of uh, because of the loss of Jake Ryan. Yes, Oren Burks is going to see a ton of snaps. So so that bodes I, well. Um, this I'm, guy, exci- I'm excited to watch him play. Could end up uh, could end up overshadowing another uh, another linebacker up there with the Chicago Bears who. Uh, who can't seem to get his contract worked out with the Bears, Rokon Smith. Yeah. Ugh. 
I, I, That's rough for the Bears. I, but hey, I know. I tell I tell you what, Matt. I I tweeted about this. No one saw it because I, my Twitter account is just a just a, a graveyard. But um, yeah, just the idea that the Chicago like, what are the Chicago Bears doing? And that they draft this guy, first round pick. They put all this stuff in the media about how important he is. And how valuable he is going forward, and how yeah. how so many great things are expected of him, and then they try and like bust him around on like his like, rookie contract. Yeah, get out of here. Are you at, like, if you want to send a clear message to to everyone thinking about playing in the NFL or thinking about signing with the Chicago Bears, that like yeah. they are not a trustworthy organization who values players. Like, oh, just yep. do this. Yeah, you know, do literally exactly what the Bears are yeah, doing. This is like Chargers and Joey Bosa level incompetence. Yeah. And I think it's a new low for how the Bears are dealing because we know the yeah. Chargers are absolute garbage. Yeah, no, we know the Chargers are completely uh, searching for the word incompetent. Yeah, there you found the Chargers it. Chargers are, there, I found it, I got it. The Chargers are completely incompetent. I want to say that again just so I can do it like right and good. Yep. Uh, we knew that the Bears were like pretty bad at everything, but not signing their first round pick and lowballing him and stuff, full incompetence. Yeah. See you, Bears. Jerking around Bears. on like sacrificing guaranteed money for like yeah. for 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 uh for for penalty like fines and th- the sort of things that, that are being held up. There's no reason why and no. why the NFL should be holding up around around the, any team should be holding up around this kind of language. It's it's completely absurd, but uh, hey, look, Oren Burks is playing in the NFL. Well, Roquan Burks Smith is playing isn't. in the NFL, playing pretty darn good. He led us in tackles at six tackles. Uh, second in tackles was your favorite guy, Lindsey Pipkins. Oh my guy, at five. Um, just a couple big games from some young guys that we like to watch. Um, yeah, I don't know, boy, boy, P- Pipkins just has 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 the motor where like. Yeah. He became a favorite player of mine just because, like, when he is on your screen, he looks dynamic. And, yeah, I, you know, he may not be very good at playing football, but, boy, is he trying hard. He's trying hard. He's all over the place. And sometimes that's just good to have. Yeah. That's something that you can't replace sometimes. there's all, You're always going to have guys that are good at football but are low-effort guys who aren't fully involved or fully invested in the team or the the, the scheme or the current play or the current game, you're not going to have that with Pipkins. Lindsey Pipkins is full out, 110% every play, all the time. He's a great charisma guy. He's a great team morale guy. He's great to have in the locker room. He's a hard worker. I, lo- I really like Lindsey, Lindsey Pipkins on this team. So my final, my final bullet point, I can't wait to see Aaron Rodgers play with this new look offense. Aaron Rodgers has... We almost forget about Aaron Rodgers' arm until he throws it 65 yards down the field every once in a while. He's going to get a lot more chances to go deep. Yeah, and I'm so excited for that. We saw Devontae Adams make a very difficult catch look effortless. Uh, I can't wait to see Devontae Adams paired up with uh, Aaron Rodgers this season. That's going to be some fun stuff to watch in this new Joe Philbin offense. All right, so we've got the uh, preseason week one head cheesehead to award, and this is something 
we're going to give one of these out every week, sort of a player of the week award. And I have kind of intentionally not discussed this with you because I, yeah. I think that arguing about it could be fun. I've got Deshaun Kaiser for this one because Deshaun Kaiser made me like, like hold my beer in the air and go, woo. Yeah. Like in here in my South side estate. So yeah. that to me is, is really what I wanted from a preseason performer. Uh, just, just the ability to be like, oh man, football is awesome. So I've got yeah, to show Kaiser fun. for head cheese head. Um, man, can I have like a a, a quick beat to think about this? Sure. Because I think yeah, I want to do uh, I want to do Marquez Valdez Scantling. That's a good one. Five receptions, 101 yards, one touchdown on seven targets with a long of 51. He high-pointed that great throw from Kaiser, and it's a great throw from Kaiser. Also, an incredible catch from Valdez-Scantling. And he also had just a great—I'm going to send you the Twitter video of the highlight of his his route on that corner route on the touchdown from Tim Boyle. Um, He just blows past a defender. He's just so quick and— I, I, I think NFL coaching has really helped with our rookie receivers. I know Rodgers called them out earlier, and I'm sure you have some opinions on how often Rodgers has been in the media recently. Um, but I just think that the, Valdez Scantling looked sharp. He looked good, and that's having an explosive top-end speed wide receiver with Aaron Rodgers' arm and this Joe Philbin vert- vertical offense – going to make for some big games some big plays all right we've got Deshaun Kaiser Marquez Valdez Scantling I'm going to start calling him MVS yeah it's quicker because that because that rolls off uh I've yeah. also I've also um I've, I've I'm going to use I, I'm trying to see if uh EQ EQ St. Brown rolls off the tongue really yeah. well I think just EQ EQ yep EQ. I think if I remember correctly, that's what the, what he was called in uh, college. Just EQ. Cool. Yeah. That new new uh, new players name means uh, new nickname potential. When you've got uh, when you've yeah. got three three very complimentary initials like MVS, we can uh, we can roll yeah. into that very easily. And I I think we're going to talk about him quite a bit, even as we go into the regular season. Those are your head cheese heads. Um, just the uh, the rest of the the rest of the NFC North got to play a little bit. The Bears lost to the Bengals in in their wow. preseason game. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky goes two of four for four yards and one sack for a minus eight yards. That's a Mitchell Trubisky line, if I've ever seen yeah, it. No, that sounds like nothing's changed in that yeah. John Fox Bears offense. <laughs> yeah, Matt Matt Nagy just uh, continuing yeah. it along. No, just running the running the same playbook. <laughs> I think I, Trubisky maybe played one series. I'm just uh, you know cutting on him a little bit because that's fun. Uh, at the uh, yeah, the Bears the Bears surrender a touchdown in the uh, fourth quarter to the Bengals. That gives the Bengals the win. So again, it's practice. Uh, the Bengals practice squad beat the Bears practice squad in the fourth quarter of of the game. Who who the heck cares? The uh, the Lions lost to the Raiders out in a uh, out in a late game on the West Coast. Uh, no uh, no Matthew Stafford for the Detroit Lions. Rudock and Castle. Each throw like 19 and 18 passes respectively. Jeez. No touchdowns, no interceptions 
for uh, for Detroit. They get their uh, they get their lone their lone rushing touchdown from Amir Abdullah, the most average running back in the NFL. Yep. And uh, yeah, the Oakland Raiders put up uh, put up 16 points touchdown touchdown pass from uh, from a, a quarterback named Connor Cook. Yeah. Who I swear I've still... heard of before. Yeah, no, he was drafted uh, third or fourth round this year. Yeah, fourth okay. round, hundredth uh, overall by Oakland uh, in 2016. How many years ago was that? Uh, two seasons ago. Was that that was two years ago. I thought Connor Cook came out this year. Okay. Wow. All right, Connor Cook. And then the uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. The Vikings smushed the Denver Broncos. Yeah. Behind. Uh, uh, Kirk Cousins on a series goes four four with a touchdown and forty two yards passing. Uh, the Minnesota quarterback situations is Kirk Cousins backed up by Trevor Simeon, which uh, Trevor Simeon is never going to be talked about as a great NFL starter, but just another, I think, another great signing by the yeah, by no, the Minnesota Vikings. Signing. He's not a great NFL starter, but he has starting experience and is a winning starting quarterback. He has a winning record as a starting quarterback. That's a pretty darn good backup. For Minnesota, we got Latavius Murray uh, leading leading the team in rushing. Uh, Rock Thomas, three receptions for 102 yards and two touchdowns. I d- don't even know who Rock Thomas is, but uh, but that's the Vikings yeah. for you. Yeah. 42 to 28 over the Broncos. So uh, wins from the Packers and Vikings in preseason week one. Losses for the Lions and the Bears. Week two preseason, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Packers. This is going to be a bit more of a challenge than than week one against the uh, the Tennessee Titans. Pittsburgh still trying to be a uh, trying to be a premier team in the NFL. Uh, when you're when you're looking at this game, like, is there anyone that you didn't see in week one that you're hoping to see, or something that you're really, really hoping to get a look at as they go to play Pittsburgh? Uh, I would love to see a better game out of Jamon Moore. Um, I know coming into this season, Jamon Moore was my favorite of the rookie receivers. He runs good routes. Um, he reminds me a lot of a young Devonte Adams. Uh, Moore has a little bit of the dropsies and we saw it in game one. And I would just like to see him kind of take that step up in game two and kind of haul in those targets. Cause he had, I believe seven targets and three receptions. I'm going to look at the box score to be entirely certain. Uh, yeah. Seven targets, three receptions for 27 yards. And I believe he had two drops. I just want to see Jamon Moore play. Well, he was our highest drafted re- rookie receiver. He looks good at times i just want to see him put it all together for one preseason game i i am looking forward hopefully to get to see a just give me one series of aaron Rodgers and jimmy graham out there oh, together yeah. there's a there's a lot That'll of be there's fun. a lot of money between those two guys on the yeah. team and and a lot of hopes the uh the pundits who have who have never watched the rogers graham Packers are are saying that this could be special. I want them to be true. I want them to be right about that. But so far we haven't seen it. So if uh if preseason football because week 1 of preseason for me is always pretty decent. Like all right, mm-hmm. uh, we'll have a little fun with this. It's football again. It's the uh, you know, it's the first uh first little puff in a while, but uh yeah. Yeah, week 2, week 3, 
the uh, the doldrums start to kick in a little bit. So uh, show me something I haven't seen yet this year, which is Jimmy Graham and Aaron Rodgers. That's what I'm looking forward yeah. to. That's a good thing to look forward to, Mike. Yeah, man. That's preseason week one of Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Um, before uh, before we wrap it up here as we test out our new format, if you've got some final thoughts, Matt Mellum said, uh, now would be the time to, uh, to hit me with that all the way from Los Angeles. <sighs> Do I have any final thoughts? Um, final thoughts, final thoughts, final thoughts. Uh, I want to say that I hope we get even more to Sean Kaiser in game two. I hope we get less Brett Hundley and more to Sean Kaiser because I love watching Sean Kaiser play. Uh, and the preseason is probably the only time we're going to see him play. So, yeah, that, that's my final. Yeah, point. this I like. I like watching him play. I'm I with you. It's this is his time to shine. This is this is the way. Yeah. It's this is where he's going to get the chances. And boy, he. He is going to be fun to watch. Like where wherever Deshaun Kaiser's career takes him, I'm I'm yeah. going to be right with you from here on out. Where if Deshaun yep. Kaiser is starting at quarterback somewhere, I'm watching it because oh boy, um, yep. he is he's, he's going to be a real one. He's going to make some dumb mistakes sometimes, and then three plays later, he'll make one of the greatest throws you'll see in a long time. He's just got an arm like no one else has. It's just he's special. Yeah, he's got. And I really like Deshaun Kaiser. He's got the he's got the instinct, which is which is really what. Uh, yeah. I, I was just hanging out with uh, with Cowboys fans for a minute during the during uh, mm-hmm. Prescott's rookie year in that preseason where the like start Prescott drive started, and yeah, he's got that same killer instinct where he's he attacks. Yeah, he just and that's never turned off. He's never settling for dump downs. He's never settling for you know, under routes and stuff. He's always looking for that big play. And while that's kind of dumb sometimes because he's young and that'll be coached out of him right now in preseason football, that's all I want to watch. All right, that's that's it. Uh, Packers Steelers coming up next week and then catch the uh, catch the recap right here on Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. I am Mike Fleischman. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, final time, we're at Cheese Cagoland on Twitter, C H E E S E C A G O L A N D. I am at M P F L E I S C H M A N on Twitter. Matt Mellumsetter is at Mellumsetter, M E L E M S E T E R. And we are on Facebook at Cheeseheads in Chicagoland. Stay with us all through the preseason, all through the regular season. We'll be back with the Packers-Steelers preseason week two episode of Cheeseheads in Chicagoland next week, right around this same time. I've been waiting for this all summer, Matt. Until then, what do we tell them? We tell them to stay cheesy, baby. Yeah. Yeah, that is what we tell them. Goodbye. (laughs) 